and welcome to the Talking Talent Podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for your time. Uh, if you're here, you're listening because you want to hear about young prospects. And that's what we have for you uh, this week. Uh, I know last week uh, there was an unwanted break. Um, the U-17 World Cup uh, got the better of me and uh, was not able to uh, produce a show. So uh, just going to get you a show out this week. Um, and then, uh, and then actually going to be on holidays for, uh, for about three weeks. And so actually three weeks, there will not be another show, uh, but worry not. I will be coming back with, uh, with shows after that. Um, this week we have Louis Palacelli, Jason, uh, Filippi and, uh, even uh, Mitrovic. Um, uh, the Louis, uh, Louis podcast, uh, is a little bit, the recording is a little bit older. Um, and, um. Uh, so he talks about a player uh, before the before the window, uh, one of the African players, Senegal players, um, and then Jason and Ivan were actually just uh, were were supposed to be uh, would have would have gone last week, uh, but are obviously a week delayed. Um, talk about a couple of guys at under seventeen World Cup and uh, but uh, still you know very you know very up to you know very current and, and whatnot. So definitely can uh, can uh, can enjoy those guys. Um, of course, this is part of the Taking the Charge Substack, uh, and uh, you can go to takingthecharge.substack, uh, become a, a subscriber. If you become a paid subscriber, you get the uh, full access to the uh, Taking the uh, Talking Talent uh, archives, the full archives, and then you also get um, access to the Taking the Charge Prospects podcast, where we talk about uh, we have an de- uh, in-depth interview with a with uh, with a young player from around the world. Um, so. Uh, if you think it's too much, uh, drop me a message, and uh, we can talk about the the price. Um, but I think it's a pretty good deal um, to uh, with the with the content uh, that you do get. Um, all right, so uh, just to, I'm going to let you get to this. I don't want to take any more of your time again. Louis Palacelli, Jason, uh, Filippi, and even Mitrovic. Thank you very much. And uh, it'll be a couple of weeks, but uh, don't worry, worry not. Uh, we will be back. All right, thank you. All right, back on the Talking Talent podcast with me from Brazil. And um, we're gonna go some young dudes this year, uh, this uh, this time around. Louis Palacelli, uh, Louis, hey man, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, happy to talk. Uh, some young guys today uh, from uh, Latin America, uh, also an African player that I haven't done yet. So uh, it's gonna be a good episode. Uh, Ooh, let's do it that's a raising the bar up pretty high this could be a good episode i don't know man i can tank it pretty good if you want <laughs> um yeah we're gonna go actually uh the uh we are at um we are we crossed the 220 player um pool that we've talked about so congratulations on doing your part in that um and you have I think you even have two youngest guys that we've talked about. Um, you're, you're taking over Ignacio, Ignacio and, and well, actually Ignacio and, uh, and, um, and Marius, they were both, uh, Marius was, was, uh, was getting young guys there too, but, uh, yeah. So, um, obviously, um, and we'll get to those guys, but it's, uh, we just, we just had the, uh, FIBA U15 Central Basket Championship uh, uh, take place last week and qualifiers for under under 16 FIBA Americas Championship 2023 qualifiers for FIBA under 17 World Cup 2024. <laughs> yeah. 
youth geeks uh, can uh, follow what I just said there. Otherwise, you're like, what did he just say? Um, but we're gonna we're gonna go to Africa first, um, and uh, we're actually gonna go to a guy that uh, we actually saw last year uh, at the uh, FIBA U19 America uh, FIBA U19 uh, World Cup. Uh, playing for Senegal, 2003 born, a year younger, uh, and that is uh, Bakabar uh, Bakabar Sane. Um, and uh, yeah, did a pretty good job there. Uh, didn't shoot the ball very well from three point range, but uh, you know, ten and a half points, four four rebounds, uh, nearly two assists a game, and uh, you know, a little lower numbers, uh, especially points and rebounds from the under 18 Africa championship where they, where they took second place behind, behind, um, Mali. Um, but, um, he, uh, Sané was, was in the NBA Africa, uh, Academy and then played this past season in the, uh, basketball Africa league, uh, for, um, for Duke Dakar, uh, the team there from, from, uh, from Senegal um, and has been included on the, uh, on the roster, at least the extended roster for the, for Senegal, for the upcoming uh, FIBA, uh, FIBA basketball world cup, uh, 2023 African qualifiers. Um, so you, know, you figure he's still does, um, man, it's um, so 19, right? No, 18, 18. We'll turn 19. Uh, and he's going to play for the national senior national team. So it'd be pretty, pretty big step for him. Uh, they have pretty big, uh, that's a pretty big, um, uh, pretty big uh, competition there for, uh, for, for Senegal. Uh, they really don't want to, um, to, you know, go into the second round. Uh, Kenya's at 0-3, but uh, Congo uh, Democratic Republic and Egypt all are three and are two and one, and top three go to the second round. But results go with them, so um, they're going to want to uh, they're going to want to win both of those games against against Congo and Egypt. And so I don't know how much we'll play. Uh, I don't know how much he'll play, but still a pretty big step for him to to make the jump to the senior national team. So. Why don't you let you? Why don't you let us know what you have on Bakabar Sane? So Sane, uh, he's one of the best athletes under eighteen I've seen in a while. Uh, such an athletic, uh, strong, quick, uh, with incredible jumping ability guy. Uh, that's really what stands out when you watch him. Um, and you know, I mean, that's the strength of a lot of. Uh, African prospects, but he takes it to a whole other level. Uh, what he can do, uh, even against uh, pro players uh, that he showed in the Basketball African League was really impressive. Um, first thing, he's super explosive, uh, both horizontally and vertically. You know, he gets so, so high, and his first step is just amazing. Like, he can just run in a straight line, and he will go by uh, almost any defender, uh, basically no matter who he is, it's really, really tough to contain him. Uh, he's super strong too, so even sometimes when the defender could kind of put the body against him, he would just bump them off and keep uh, driving, which was really impressive. 
uh, that's the, his main source of offense, just running a straight line, uh, bumping into uh, whoever is in front of him and finishing with a dunk or a layup. And, you know, that's that ability at 18 years old, doing it against professionals is really impressive. And it's going to be his big skill uh, at the next level too. And I really think it translates because he's not just a good athlete for uh, an 18 year old. He's like a special, special athlete uh, for every single, every level uh, he tries. And, you know, in transition to he's a monster, you know, uh, he can dunk from everywhere in the paint. Like he can put one step in the line of the beginning of the paint and just dunk it from there because his uh, jumping ability is crazy. And, you know, even if there's a defender, he can put them on a poster. Uh, you know, when you're watching, you're going to get a super fun dunking uh, display no matter what. Even when he's having bad games, he'll have some amazing dunks. And, you know, that's both fun and effective. Uh, getting those buckets are like the most efficient ones in basketball, and it's what teams want. Uh, he has super long strides, which is also uh, very important for his uh, driving and slashing ability because uh, obviously uh, the longer your strides, the quicker and easier you're, you're going to get to the basket. And, you know, he has the complete package uh, as far as athleticism goes. Uh, a little raw uh, on everything else, basically. Uh, he shows some flashes that are really impressive as his size, uh, his 6'8", and has a positive wingspan. Uh, I don't know what exactly is his wingspan, but you can see uh, it's it's more than his height and by a good amount. So if he can get to a decent level as a shooter, which he has shown flashes of doing, uh, he even uh, hit some open trees here and there with uh, uh, Senegal on the youth levels and with NBA Academy Africa, which was, uh, I mean, it's great to see because he's already uh, tough to stop uh, going downhill. So if he can make shots off the dribble, like that's just uh, unstoppable basically. But he hasn't mastered it yet. yet. Uh, he was really inefficient at all levels. Uh, I haven't seen a tournament where he shot over 30% from three. Uh, and it's generally much lower than that, uh, to be honest. But if you can get it to a decent level, was that's super valuable. 10% at the uh, World Cup under 19 last year. <laughs> yeah. And two, two, two of 20, 10%. Oh, to be fair, I just looked it up. Uh, he shot 42% uh, at the Basketball African League, but that's a seven-shot sample. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't trust it. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the you know I'd say probably the truth is somewhere between those two. You know, even even uh, you know seven game is not a huge sample size. So. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do think the other the I don't know what the other tournament he played uh, with Senegal was that I looked up, but he shot twenty percent too, so not great. But, you know, and some of his misses are really, really ugly, like air balls or just hitting the backboard and bouncing off. So, yeah, he's not a, a good three-point shooter yet, but he tries, which, uh, you know, that's what you want to see. And he looks to be uh, confident on his shot and the mechanics are completely broken. 
So there's something to work there. I will never be a 40% shooter on high volume, but if you can be a decent shooter on decent volume, that's great. Uh, just, you know, bring some space in, in for his team. Already uh, a good thing. Uh, his handle, you know, he flashes some stuff uh, in transition. And when there isn't much traffic, uh, he can go downhill with it and make his make his game but uh overall not a finished product uh gotta get tighter gotta get more uh complex you know he isn't really uh doing dribble moves to create separation on the perimeter but i i do think he's gonna develop into a solid level uh for his role because she already does uh some stuff and you know he played at uh high levels pro level uh, with Duke, so and it was uh, decent. So there's something to work there. Uh, passing also uh, not great, but he's willing to pass, and he has a solid vision. Just you know, making the reads more, uh, more frequently, and understanding uh, when to make the passes and when to hold up the ball a bit and not make turnovers so much. Uh, will go a long way but also there's something to work there and for his, uh, his role it uh, could develop uh, to a solid level that wouldn't really be a big flaw to his game uh, defensively his raw athleticism just helps so much uh, even though he's not uh, polished on that end either you know he moves laterally so well and he has the strength to face anyone basically uh, and has a good size for a wing. So there's a lot there. To In terms of potential, I don't really like his defensive footwork. I feel like he, he has decent lateral quickness, but sometimes he doesn't move, uh, doesn't know where to position himself, open his hips a little bit too much, and that kind of allows uh, opponents to drive. Uh, but that's just improper technique, in my opinion. If he improves there, uh, you know, it just makes some adjustments. Uh, I think he's going to be a pretty positive defender on ball. And, you know, he's already a good rim protector too uh, from the wing. So there's a lot there. And he's a very, very good rebounder. Obviously, he has that size and the effort. So Offensive class fixes, too. Offensive class too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch of uh, putback, uh, putbacks and, you know, second chance opportunities. So, yeah. Um, just, you know, being more polished on both ends will help him so much because the tools are there and the basic fundamentals are there. So if he just continues developing, uh, he could be really a great player on both ends of the floor. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, you know, for him, I hope uh, that that he's able to get in there. I mean, I imagine you know if nothing else gets in the Senegal uh, gets in the Kenya game. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, we'll have to see how much he gets in the other, the other two games. Cause obviously they're super important. Uh, all right. So let's go to, um, let's go to the, uh, yeah, by far, by far the youngest guy, uh, that we've talked about, uh, I wait, I guess really quick. Uh, so, um, Sane will turn 19 in mid-September. Um, and, uh, it's going to take a while for the next guy to turn even 19. Uh, 
2008 born. So if you don't feel old, you can start feeling old now. Uh, 2008 born uh, Philip, uh, Felipe uh, Quinones. Close? Yeah. Is that how you would say it? Quinones? Quinones, yes. That's, Quinones? That's how it's that. Yeah. Uh, 2008 born uh, Puerto Rican. Um, uh, actually played uh, with with uh, with Real Madrid at the U15 uh, Mini Copa this past uh, this past uh, winter uh, semifinals against Juventus. Yeah, decent game, 37 and 10, and then what was it, 23 and 10 in the final? Yep. Against. Uh, that was. Uh, you're putting me in the spot right now. Uh, I pressure's, pressure's getting to you. Um, yeah. So uh, Basconia, I think. Basconia. All right. Um, so 37 and 10, 23 and 10. Decent. Um, 37 and 10 in the, in the semifinals in 21 minutes. Uh, pretty crazy. Um, and uh, of course, the reason why we're talking about him is, is uh, you know, played at the under 15 central basket uh, where he averaged uh, 18.4 points, nearly four rebounds, more than, more than two assists, uh, nearly two and a half steals. Um, and um, for Puerto Rico, who were clearly the best team uh, and um, and uh, advanced to the under 16, uh, FIBA under 16 uh, America's Championship, along with runners up Dominican Republic and Mexico, no surprise. Um, actually, it was hmm, when was that? Was that under? I think it was under six. Was that under seventeen? Maybe that was under seventeen. No, maybe that was under under seventeen. Central basket a few years back when Bahamas upset Dominican Republic. Do you remember this? Uh, no. Oh man, you need to go back. You need to go back and uh, uh, and uh, check out your central basket history, my my my, my man. Um, Dominican Republic lost in the third place game to Bahamas, and um, I think it was the O two generation. And playing up a year was a certain Dominican Republic two thousand three born. Any idea who that could have been? Uh, you're born. No idea. Sean Matero. Oh yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I'll send know, you. I'll send you the link, and I'll try to remember. I probably won't remember uh, to put it in the in the show notes. Uh, I wrote a story about Bahamas that year, um, and they uh, going getting to the. Uh, I, I want to say that was under seventeen, and. Um, I want to say that was the under 17 central basket to get to the under 18, uh, to get to the under 18. Yeah, it must've been under 18 Americas. And then, because that would have been Montero's chance to last chance to play under 19 world cup is what it was, whatever year that was. <laughs> uh, but that was Bahamas uh, knocking off Dominican Republic in the uh, third and third place game. Uh, but you know, really, not really a surprise that Mexico uh, joined Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. So let's get back to the guy you're going to talk about. Um, and that was, uh, you know, Puerto Rico seemed, you know, pretty dominant in the, in the competition. 
Um, and, you know, really he was playing a year up too. He was actually a year younger than the rest of the competition, Felipe Quinones. Um, so mentioned he played at the mini Copa for Real Madrid. Uh, we'll actually be going to IMG then um, for next fall. Uh, average 18.4. I guess I gave his stats already, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, and the numbers actually would have been a lot higher if he actually had played the important game, uh, The uh, if he had actually played more in the total blowout games. Uh, <laughs> he scored. He scored 14 points with two rebounds, two assists. Uh, and two steals in seven minutes against Costa Rica. Um, so, uh, yes. Yeah, 22 so points in 13 minutes against uh, Turks and Caicos, too. Yeah. Uh, and then semifinals against the Dominican Republic, 25 and seven with four steals. Um, so, yeah, not bad for the youngster. So why don't you let us know what you have on on uh, Felipe Quinones? Yeah, so Quinones was the MVP of the central basket under 15, you know, rightfully so. He was basically every minute he was on the court, you could see he was the best prospect uh, in there. Born, playing a year up, born in 2008, uh, 6'3". He's currently with IMG Academy, but uh, as I said, he played Mini Copa with Real Madrid, was also the MVP of the Mini Copa. So a super talented guy uh, with great size for his position obviously he's only 6'3 right now but he's 14 years old so the odds of him actually being wing sized when he's truly grown are pretty big so you know uh, there's a lot to like there uh first thing his handle absolutely love it uh there's some tightening to be done there uh you can see if he was playing at a higher level uh, some of the stuff he did wouldn't really work because it was too risky and his dribble uh, isn't the tightest, but he got away with it uh, at the central basket under 15, and it was beautiful to see it. I'm going uh, to the basket in transition, uh, going by players without uh, a lot of difficult, just super fluid uh, and creative with his handle. Uh, great vision, too. Uh, that's a big thing. He has good feel and, you know, is creative with his passes. Uh, he didn't have a lot of assists in the tournament, averages 2.2, but it's important to remember he didn't play a lot of minutes because a lot of the games were blowouts and he wasn't uh, playing uh, all the minutes in those. And the, his teammates weren't really the greatest, so a lot of the shots he generated uh, weren't becoming uh, assists because of it. But, you know, the playmaking ability is definitely there. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, his driving ability was really, really impressive. Uh, he has great footwork, uh, driving. He's an acrobatic finisher and knows how to use uh, up and under moves, reverse layups uh, to avoid room protection. And that was great. Uh, to see too, uh, really impressive for someone who is 14. Uh, shooting also uh, pretty good. He can shoot off the dribble, uh, off the catch, off movement. Uh, no matter what is the situation, he can shoot at a good level. Shot five for 11 uh, on the tournament. Isn't really a big sample, but 
you know, it's already uh, a positive thing, uh, even though it doesn't really prove uh, how yeah, good of a shooter he'll be long term. But with his good mechanic and you know the versatility, I believe he was going to be at uh, least an above average shooter uh, in the future. And there's something to improve there. I felt like um, most of his misses were too short, and that could be uh, just a lack of core strength there. But that uh, is something you develop uh, when you get older. So uh, it's a natural thing, basically. And, you know, he has a floater game there, too. He doesn't always go to it. But when there's an opportunity, they're leaving uh, the middle of the paint open. He was using it and was pretty efficient at it, which is important for a guard. Uh, so, and he wasn't, you know, uh, going for the floaters because he wasn't getting layups. It was just a tool he uh, used when it was the most efficient shot, really. And, you know, the fact he can bring a valuable on ball and uh, off ball is also great because he can shoot well and he moves really well off the ball uh, and obviously has the playmaking and driving ability when he's with the ball uh, on his hands. Uh, he's a good athlete, uh, a solid first step, great body control, he's pretty agile. So overall, not a special guy, I don't think, but uh, above average uh, on almost everything. His strength gotta be uh, better. Uh, this is the big thing I felt from him. Uh, he was going on drives and getting bumped and, you know, changing his path or, you know, struggling to finish when he actually had to face rim protectors. Of course, he can uh, use his footwork and, uh, you know, his body control to kind of avoid uh, those bigs when he got to the paint. But when there wasn't a way to do that, uh, he struggled a bit. Uh, Again, he was playing a year up, so uh, if maybe if he was playing against players the same age, uh, this would be uh, less of a problem. But it's something to track uh, for the next few years because at the pro level, you need to to have that uh, body strength to finish and drive. And also defensively, uh, sometimes players would kind of take advantage of it. But his defense overall isn't bad. Uh, it's actually very good. I like how he moves uh, Larry a lot. Uh, he's pretty engaged. Uh, he was even a room protector for the team. Obviously, he's a guard, but he was still one of the tallest players on the team and was uh, having a pretty big role at it, almost a block a game. Uh, so there's a lot to like uh, on both ends of the floor. Um, super skilled uh, with good size. Uh, Plays uh, really hard on both ends of the floor and super young. So someone to watch uh, next year at uh, under-16 Americas and uh, someone to track. He's playing high school in the USA right now. Uh, not uh, in Europe, but uh, you know, someone to keep an eye uh, no matter what. Do you... Do you think he's better served to be in USA high school or to stay in Spain? I mean, obviously he's he's going to IMG, but do you think he would have been better yeah. served to stay to stay in Spain? 
Uh, I actually, uh, IMG, um, and since his biggest problem is the uh, developing his body uh, right now, in my opinion, I really like IMG because they have a great program for developing strength and uh, athletic athleticism. So I kind of like it there for him. But obviously, uh, you know, there's a different level of uh, organization to play through a system in Europe. But to be honest, I like the the idea of him in the US. I think for uh, athleticism, that's the way. So in my opinion, I like it there for him. Yeah, for, for all the... Mm, how can we put this? Uh, developmental questions, maybe whatever um, that USA might have. I mean the the physical the 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 the, the physical work that uh, gets put in at uh, uh, in in USA is just crazy, insane. You you see when Europeans go to the states, you know. Even after like one year, you're like, I mean, that was like, I remember, I remember Sebastian size. That must've been, that must've been an under 18. And he was, and, uh, I, maybe he was under 18 and then to under 19. I you just saw him come back and he was like a beast, you know, just physically that much, you know, more dominant, you know, they just put you on the weight program and everything else. And you just like working out and, that is not something that Europeans do, you know, and it's, and, but Americans, they just, you know, drill it in and, um, and, uh, and, and you just get like monstrous. And so, um, all right. Uh, so, so really quick, uh, can you ask if he's not young enough already, but so he, but he is already 14 for the year. He'll turn 15, uh, mid January in 2023. So, uh next guy and of course we'll see him at the under seven under 16 uh FIBA Americas uh next year whenever that may be probably June early June I would imagine usually they're they're in that early June uh another player obviously in that um uh in that group and then and then actually probably played him in the semifinals no right in that in that game where he had 37 and 10 right So you're looking at that um, is uh, is Mexican uh, Karim Lopez who uh, who is with Juventut um, and uh, 2007 born. So he was actually in the year of the uh, um, of the tournament at the uh, Central Basket, uh, averaged uh, 15.2 points, nine uh, nearly 10 rebounds, more than two more than two assists, uh, two steals, and two blocks. Uh, four offensive rebounds. Uh, didn't shoot the ball particularly well from long range. Um, and uh, as I said, he's actually at Juventus, and uh, looks like he was the MVP of of a under sixteen tournament. Uh, in um, ba -ba -ba -ba, looks like in Saragossa, that was in April. Uh, playing for Juventus. Um, and, uh, so why don't you actually, so do you know, was he in that semi, in that semifinal game as well at the, at the mini Copa? Yeah, I can't, couldn't find it, okay. but I did find the team they faced, uh, 
in the final, and it wasn't Basconia, it was uh, Lenovo Tenerife. So, uh, ah, okay, yeah, Tenerife, yeah, yeah they, that's yeah. that's right, that's um, that's right. I remember, um, they had um, they had a uh, there's supposed to be some young guy from from Tenerife that's really really good as well. Um, okay, so yeah, that's yeah. uh, Babeli Pasi, I think. One more time, the guy from Lenovo, one more Babeli Pasi, okay, um, the guy from from Tenerife. Yep. Uh, okay, so let, I want you to let us know what what you have on Karim Lopez. Uh, so Karim Lopez uh, with uh, Quinones uh, was the one of the big standouts uh, of the the tournament. The Mexico wasn't quite as dominant as Puerto Rico, but still uh, a good team in the tournament, and largely because of Lopez's contributions. You know uh playing the right year for the tournament but still super young 15 years old uh only gonna turn 16 uh in april next year uh he's 6'5 uh good size for a wing his age um uh, he's really physical that's something he loves uh on his game uh that's kind of the opposite from quinones drew a lot of fouls i had a 0.71 virtual rate at the tournament which is great and uh, you know he uses his strength to create uh, those advantageous situations all the time. Uh, going at the rim, especially, uh, his first step isn't great. It's just solid. So that really makes up for it and makes him a hell of a driver uh, right now. His playmaking for uh, someone his side is also really good. Um, most of his passes are reactive reads, but he does a great job on those. And he's really creative, can see over the defense, makes one-handed passes with both hands. Uh, I remember one pass he made behind the back uh, in transition also. Uh, that was fantastic. So all around a great playmaker. Probably won't become a primary, but a wing that can be a strong secondary option uh, as a passer is super valuable. Uh, and his ability to drive was really key. Or Mexico's offense, uh, getting to fit in the paint and making a dump off or a kick out was a huge uh, source of their offense. And they wouldn't uh, have performed as well as they did if it wasn't for him. Uh, his handle is solid. Uh, he dribbles up the ball a bit too high and getting it lower would help uh, attacking in traffic. But for his size, again, uh, and role, uh, great to see. Uh, Biggest flaw offensively for me is the shot. Uh, he was super inefficient in the tournament, 3 for 18. But it wasn't just that. His form is super inconsistent too. That was the, the worst thing to see for me. His knees point inwards uh, sometimes and his arms cross uh, during the shot, uh, and, which makes up for a really ugly uh, form there for him. So maybe he will have to just uh, reconstruct his entire uh, shooting mechanic because it doesn't look great right now and it isn't really producing uh, good results. Uh, he also can uh, force some inefficient shots uh, when he doesn't get all the way to the room because he isn't, he's a good athlete, but not the kind of uh, guy that is super explosive and will get to the room whenever he wants to. So he forced some floaters and short jumpers that were uh, 
bad and dragged down his efficiency in the tournament. He shot uh, below for just below 40 percent, uh, 39.7, uh, which uh, of course isn't horrible for a young guy. But uh, he had the tools to be so dominant and be more efficient uh, than he was. And you know the shot uh, from long range being as inconsistent as it is, and uh, those uh, short short attempts uh, really is what made his percentages drop, in my opinion. Uh, defensively, uh, he also had a big role for Mexico. He averaged two blocks per game, and you know was huge for them. That he had five blocks uh, against. Uh, I'll just check here, but yeah, yeah, against uh, the Bahamas uh, and was like super dominant there. Of course, uh, these weren't the best athletes in the world, but still uh, his impact was constantly felt. He has super good timing on his blocks uh, and like his off-ball uh, defense uh, also helped the, helped the team a lot and was uh, the basis of their defense. Uh, on ball, he doesn't have great uh, lateral movement, and I think he won't be able to guard uh, the, quick, the quickest perimeter players. But I think he'll do a solid job on most wings. He has good strength, and he puts the effort in. He has good... Uh, he jumps pretty high, too, so it'll help contest the shots uh, against other players. So, you know, really a a full package in terms of skill, uh, but he, he really needs the shot to go uh, for him because uh, not being an ultra-explosive athlete and struggling to shoot as he does um, might just be uh, a bigger problem as he progresses to higher levels. But there's a lot to like there. Uh, he has the makings to be a super... Um, dynamic wing that impacts the game on both ends of the floor. So uh, just a little, you know, improvements there will help him so much. He He's only 15. So, I mean, yeah. uh, and, he, and, he only, and he's only recently turned 15. You know, he'll, he'll play the entire next season, basically more or less the entire season as a 15-year-old doesn't, won't turn 16 until April, uh, second week in April. Um, and just trying to think, yeah, so he, he would actually be, uh, so this was actually the year for under, so he's actually under 16 and so just trying to, trying to think if he, so currently under 18 America's uh would be uh 2004 generation which would mean the next one would be 2006 generation so he could actually be this year at under eight at under six uh, next year under 16 and then uh as as generation and then play a year younger in 2020 <laughs> uh it's too late um 2024. 2020, yeah, 2024 uh, for FIBA, uh, for, for U18 Americas for 2023. Yes, for 2023 under 19 World Cup. Yeah. 
So, uh, and I, I would imagine, you know, uh, you know, it, it, if he's already, you know, he, if he basically, cause he basically went there when he was 14, you know, um, and I imagine that he'll probably stick around there in, in, at Jovantut and, and, uh, you know, obviously they've developed so many players. And so I imagine him being over there makes it that much, you know, will make him that much better. So I would imagine as long as he goes back, which, you know, Mexicans, you think Bonilla always went back, you know, you know, even for even, even mid season stuff. Um, and so um, um, I would imagine that as long as he goes back, that he'll be one of the leaders of the under 17 central basket next uh, team next year um, with the thoughts of the under 18. So we're going to see a lot of him. Um, excellent. Um, well, I guess why don't, why don't we close with uh, since time of recording, we are still uh, four days, I think before the, um, before the start of the under 17 world cup um your um your your thoughts about the under 17 world cup do you have any any thoughts on it i mean obviously you know we've all you know we we've kind of all looked at oh five guys from at least you know the some of the bigger countries you know spain france uh etc uh do you have and then then also argentina uh you know you might know some of those guys as well boca gino vanati and, and stuff like that uh, thoughts at all about the uh, under seventeen, uh, under seventeen World Cup? Yeah, uh, we were talking about this uh, before we started recording. I really want to see uh, the France uh, U.S. matchup. I really hope it happens. If it doesn't, I'll, I'll be sad. I'll I'll leave it at that. And you know, Argentina. Uh, you know, they have a lot of talented guys. Uh, Boca and Giovanetti, as just said, uh, the top names for that generation. Uh, I want to see how Boca does uh, at the World Cup level. Uh, he had his inconsistencies uh, at the under-18 Americas, and, but he performed so well with his generation uh, last year. So I hope uh, he shows that shooting ability he has and the defensive potential. Um, so these are the top things uh, I'm hoping for. Uh, unfortunately, no Brazil there. Uh, that makes me sad, but... You're uh, such a homer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but <laughs> other than that, it's going to be super fun. And <laughs> uh, hoping for that matchup. i tell you what. It's doing doing some homework, doing some looking into the USA team. It's all about avoiding the USA as, as long as you can. That's, I that's mean, it's always like that. <laughs> exactly, it, it is, and it's always like that. And you know, for for all the people who you know like follow me on 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 you know all the French people who follow me on Twitter, French basketball people. Um, it's I I don't see I don't see anybody beating this USA team. Unless ev almost everything goes right for them, for the, the opposing team, and a lot of stuff actually goes wrong for USA because they've got like six wings and guards or seven wings and guards that really just at will can go to the basket. Um, I don't really know. I don't really know how good their outside shooting is, to be honest. Um, 
but they're all defensive monsters and they're going to press and they're going to get out and run. And, um, and I, I kind of want to see De La Rea against the USA's press. And if he's able to, how he's able to withstand that. Um, because I, I, I think, I don't know about the French point. I don't know about the French point guards. I think you're going to need Penda and, and Diara to actually, um, to actually do something um, playmaking wise. Cause I don't know if I believe in Petrus enough to, to do this, you know? I mean, Mawaya might also kind of do that goal. But... Yeah, but Mawaya is not a point guard. You know, he can handle some yeah. stuff, but he's not. You know, he he'll, yeah, he'll do a little yeah. bit of playmaking, but you know, he won't he won't do everything. So, and I don't think Bouchard will have to do any be able to do anything against the against the length athleticism of America. I mean, it might be a good test for him to play against against the Canadians. You know, because they're at least a little bit similar. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Um, power rankings actually. Uh, day of recording, a uh, 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 day of release, which should actually come out. Power rankings on on on, on the uh, on the FIBA website, on the uh, U seventeen website. So, um, <laughs> I don't know if I, uh, uh, yeah, the power rankings. We'll see. Uh, but that's uh, that's comes out on uh, on day of rec- uh, the time of day of release. So go check out the uh, website. Uh, Lewis, why don't we uh, close this thing because uh, we're getting long. Um, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, read your words, etc. You guys can find me on Twitter at uh, Basketball Polizelli. That's uh, Basketball Contracted. So at B-B-A-L-L uh, underline Polizelli uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can find my uh, words on ID Prospects 2. And that's everything. Lewis, it's just say b-ball. Everybody knows it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's much easier. Uh, right now. Yeah. There I'll you start go. doing that. There <laughs> you go. There you go. Uh Lewis, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Um, and plan right now is two weeks. Uh we'll talk again. Um, and uh, so thanks for coming on. All right, so back on the uh, Talking Talent podcast with me from Italy is Jason Filippi uh, from Pro Inside, uh, among other places. Uh, Jason, uh, good to have you back. How are you feeling? Oh, f- feeling fine. Uh, very getting you know pretty psyched up because I will be going to Malaga tomorrow for the World uh, Under Seventeen Championships. You know, it looked like I actually was not going to go and just watch it on streaming, but last minute, you know, we uh, we found the budget necessities to to get me over there. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, well, when you're there, you can think of me and say, "Why isn't Dave here?" Absolutely. Yes, yeah. Seeing a FIBA event without you is not the same thing, I have to say. Without a, a yeah, FIBA, FIBA, FIBA event, uh, not in a pandemic. I mean, or not with the serious implications of a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I didn't want to go under nineteen, but I wanted to go to this one. Um, yeah. So we're actually going to talk to talk about uh, two guys that are uh, playing. Actually, that Jurex is going to see. Um, and might actually be interesting to see if your opinion changes or, or is confirmed at all uh, from actually seeing them live compared to uh, what, what, we, what, you, what we talk about now. Um, and we're going to start with a young Polish kid, uh, Shimon Nowicki, uh, plays uh, with uh, Aseka Gdynia, 
in the in the in the um, uh, in the Polish uh, in Poland uh, and played for the GAC Basketball Academy Gdynia. That's their youth academy. They played at the um, um, at the Adidas Next Generation tournament uh, in where were they? They were in. Ljubljana. Uh, Ljubljana, Ljubljana, yeah, and uh, yeah, had a really solid tournament, and um, um, so basically, uh, and he's at the under uh, seven, under seventeen World Cup. Uh, Poland uh, won their qualifier, and um, to return to the under seventeen World Cup for the first time since uh, two thousand ten, uh, and we also actually uh, both of us we also saw. Uh, him at the Basketball Without Borders Euro Camp in Milan uh, at the beginning of June. Um, so, why don't you let us know what you have on Shimon uh, Novicki? So, uh, Sh- Shimon Novicki is a very, very underrated player, in my opinion. I'm surprised that he's not getting more publicity. You know, like I said, I've seen him multiple times in the past year, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing him again this week in. Uh, in Malaga, um, like I said, you know, just uh, he's got a certain flair to his game. Uh, very, very interesting, versatile player. He doesn't have great size. He's listed as only six seven, and I don't think he is, in fact, much taller than that. But he has a very, very long body with long arms, very gangly. Um, and anyways, like I said, he's just a player that you know has a very interesting skill set, extremely versatile uh, forward. Um, you know, he can pretty much do it all uh, for the Polish national team, just as he did for his club team um, at the uh, at the Adidas Next Generation uh, tournament. Um, he's, you know, he plays more as a four or five, actually, but he helps handle the ball a lot. And ultimately, I mean, his future is going to be as more of a combo forward, uh, kind of, you know, ball handling, big forward. Um, like I said, very, very interesting ball skills. Um, I've been very intrigued by his ability to um, act as a secondary ball handler, or at least as a facilitator. He's a good one-on-one player, likes to attack the rim. Right now, unfortunately, though, he doesn't have a very strong body. Um, and sometimes he finds it's hard to, to, to finish with contact. You know, he can get to the rim quite well, but he sometimes has trouble finishing. But like I said, he's a very versatile player and, um, you know, he can take advantage of favorable, favorable mis- mismatches, of course. Um, I think that, you know, like I said, I think that he needs to improve his three-point shot above all. You know, he, he shoots a lot of three-pointers, shoots a lot of three-pointers, but his percentage is not, not very, very good. And uh, like I said, it's definitely not a strength yet. You know, he's a pretty good three-point shooter from the corners, actually. But overall, he is not a reliable three-point shooter. He really needs to become more of a knockdown shooter to take his game to the next level because that will also help you know, set up his one-on-one game. Once players are unable to back off, um, you know, uh, they're going to uh, they're gonna have to guard him closer. That'll help him, you know, make it easier for him to, you know, take his man off the dribble and get to the rim. But anyways, yeah, I just, like I said, I just love his versatility. He's a very team-oriented player. He's one of those guys, like I said, he doesn't care about his own numbers, even though, you know, he's obviously a primary you know, go-to guy for his team. Though, like I said, he's a very unselfish player. 
or a guy that really likes to pass the ball and he can make plays for others. And that's probably, like I said, the thing that I like most about him, his ability to act as a uh, facilitator, if not a secondary, an actual secondary ball handler. Uh, he's a tough kid, you know, despite his light, light frame, you know, he plays bigger. Like I said, obviously at the pro level, his light frame, it will be a problem. So he needs to get stronger. You know, uh, in any case, regardless of position, but you know, he looks like a very tough kid. You know, like I said, he doesn't take contact well, but he does not shy away or back off from contact, despite his weak body. So this says a lot about his uh, his mentality you know, in a positive way. So, anyways, very intrigued about him, and I think that uh, Simone is a very underrated prospect who's definitely would be a elite, you know, caliber college player, and definitely also a Euro League. Uh, caliber player moving forward yeah definitely yeah you know and and obviously having this experience of playing at the uh, on u17 world cup is a huge advantage uh, as well to kind of give him a, a barometer of where he stands um you know that he you know that he's also had the other you know two times in the past whatever three four months you know uh, angt and then also the um uh, basketball well at borders uh and and he will turn 17 or has he already no uh, he just turned 17 uh, actually birthday while he was in italy interesting um okay next guy is uh a guy that we saw at the adidas next generation tournament in where were they they were in also in Ljubljana. And uh, a team we thought they're kind of robbed uh, that that uh, Shagiris were not uh, given a, a wild card to the Adidas Next Generation Tournament Finals at the uh, Final Four, um, and um, we are talking about Matunas Krivas, uh, seven footer, um, and um, a guy who's played um, played twice at the Adidas Next Generation Tournament from them sneaking right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, obviously last year we also saw him at the uh, under 19 World Cup uh, in in Latvia and um, and uh, and he's actually he's actually already made his debut with the with the Euroleague uh, in the Euroleague with Shagiris. Uh, got in a game in late January uh, against Milano, uh, which you know it's always a huge, uh, a huge moment for for a youngster like that to to make your debut in in the Euroleague. Uh, so, what do you have on the the big seven footer uh, Motiunas Krivas, um, uh, age class, uh, two thousand four born? So, anyways, um, Krivas is a very improved player. You know, uh, I wasn't crazy about him last year when I saw him at the ANGT, and you know, I thought he was just average at the World Under Nineteen Championships. Uh, where he was obviously playing, though, you know, a year up and all. But uh, he was a totally different player this year uh, when I last saw him at the uh, ANGT in uh, Ljubljana. Um, you know, like I said, his uh, he appeared to have grown an inch or two, and his body is starting to fill out quite nicely. He's got a nice frame, uh, a good length. And um, <clears throat> anyways, and like I said, he's just playing with much, much more confidence in general. And, you know, that was not lost on his team as you know he was a uh, much more of a focal point of the offense um in this you know this tournament than he was in previous ones um he was in fact often probably the favorite target of uh, team star paulius murauskas 
who's you know a very good uh, slashing forward, and he would often find Kubas uh, open either you know cutting to the basket or even you know up in the high post. Um, what I like about Krivas is that, you know, uh, despite not being a great athlete, especially in the vertical sense, he doesn't really have much lift. He's a pretty mobile player, though. You know, he, he actually moves well. He has good footwork, um, runs the court pretty well. And um, he's uh, he shows a versatile game. Uh, you know, when I first saw him, he was more of a low post player. But, you know, he showed the ability to play both in the high and low post. I think that moving forward, he will uh, become more of a high post center than, uh, you know, stretch big man than, you know, a low post guy. And obviously, bodes very well for him, you know, for, for the pro level. Uh, he'd be a, you know, he would definitely be a, a, a top level uh, college college player and i think that you know he will make a very good yearly player i think that zaljers you know, has uh, has one of their future big men uh in uh in matthews Krivas. uh anyways like i said you know his ability to play both in the high and low posts is uh, what intrigues me um he's also a pretty pretty good passer especially from the high post area and um you know defensively uh he will need to you know show the prove that he can guard um, you know, that he can guard and switch onto, you know, smaller players at the pro level. Obviously at the uh, junior level, he pretty much, you know, all he has to do is just take up space in the paint and he does that very well. But he will obviously have to prove, you know, his defensive ability to make it at the pro level. But um, all in all, I definitely very optimistic about um, uh, Krivas' possibilities because, like I said, he's an improved player, but I still think he has margins for improvement in different areas of his game. So he's uh, a guy that I, like I said, I look forward to following him, you know, in the future also. Yeah, and I mean, they, I think this is going to be an interesting year. So, I mean, he turns, he'll turn, um, he'll turn 18 uh, in on December 1st and it's not necessarily a year where you kind of say, um, you know, he, you know, he needs to play at a pro level. Um, and, you know, Shargiris have never shied away from, you know, sending guys out on loan to, you know, various, various places, uh, Lee Cabellis or um, Nevepsis or, or, or whatnot. Um, and, and I don't know if he needs to go his age 18 year, um, or if, you know, you kind of just keep him around for one more season. And then if you feel he's ready, um, and, and he's not, you feel like he's ready to play professionally, but he's not ready to play at your level. Um, then you send him out. So, um, I, you know, I haven't looked and, uh, but I, I, I don't imagine that they, uh, would have decided it yet this early. Um, I mean, probably wait and see what the under 18 European championship looks like. You know, obviously they're fighting to get to the under 19 World Cup. Um, and, uh, but, you know, that seems like where, you know, it seems almost a year too early. Um, you know, you think, um, you think Barutas, you think um, uh, who's, uh, who's the, who's the, the, the oh man. Um, uh, anyhow, there's been plenty of guys. Uh, also, Morauskas was the latest one. Uh, who, who's the guy I'm thinking uh, who uh, uh, went from Ritas to um, he's actually back at Ritas now. You know what I'm talking about? Um, national team player. Oh, man. 
big guy or, or yeah power forward power forward four five ah oh, man what's his name anyhow um so but that so that's kind of the next step to see you know obviously this summer yeah, first like maybe no 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 Blazovic actually i think he's gone uh has left first first pain if i'm not mistaken Spain, yeah. I'll, I'll 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 find uh i'll find out and 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 Drive see, it, see it after the break uh after the next guy um next guy is a guy that uh you know i i, I mean I, I really didn't know uh i didn't really uh for whatever reason didn't pay much attention to um before um and uh but you know super impressed with uh 2006 born um hugo gonzalez with uh spain uh at the senior at the uh, u17 world cup um 2006 born so he's a year younger but um you know really impressive in the real madrid system um so why don't you let us know what you have on on young uh, hugo gonzalez Anyway, Chuga Gonzalez, uh, like I said, you know, he's a very intriguing player. He's definitely one of the top Spanish prospects of his uh, age group, 2006. Um, and I'm not surprised that he is playing, uh, you know, quite well uh, at the uh, in Malaga. Uh, you know, despite being a year younger, he's a very he's a very polished, and mature player for his age. Um, I saw him, you know, play this uh, early this year um, at the. Uh, Asano uh, International uh, U16 tournament in March, uh, which Real Madrid won uh, by being the home team in the finals. And uh, he was definitely one of the best uh, players there. Um, like I said, he's a like I said, he's a he's a very mature player. I'm not sure how much upside he has because he's obviously an early bloomer, both from a physical standpoint and from a basketball standpoint. Uh, he's very strong for his age. He's not that tall. He's probably six seven, um, and he's got a very strong build. I don't know how much if he's going to grow much more, but he's got he's got a at age sixteen he has a man's body already. He's very strong and knows how to use his strength and you know as a physical. Advantage. And he's also a decent athlete, you know, quite a good leaper also. Um, anyways, like I said, he has a very mature, a polished and versatile game for his age. You know, he's kind of a combo forward, you know, obviously plays, you know, a lot at the four, but uh, he, like I said, he has uh, very good uh, ball skills. And, you know, ultimately at the pro level, you know, his, his game will probably be best, you know, at the, uh, at the three spot. Uh, we'll see, you know, we'll see how his game evolves. But anyways, like I said, yeah, you know, he, he's impressed me with his ball skills and uh, his versatility. Um, he's a very good, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a scorer, very good one-on-one -on -one player, a guy that, you know, can get to the rim. And, you know, he, you know, because of his strength, he can finish very well with contact also um he can post up uh smaller players uh smaller wings does a great job of taking advantage of favorable mismatches you know pushing up smaller guys and going one-on-one -on -one against bigger slower players um his three-point shot is kind of his achilles uh heel right now um you know he shoots it he shoots it from three-point range and perhaps, you know, often shoots it too much even because he's not a very high percentage shooter. Um, you know, it's definitely area where he needs to improve um, you know, his three-point shooting. And like I said, he's uh, quite versatile on the defensive end too. He plays bigger. You know, he does an excellent job of guarding much, much bigger players at the four spot. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if he played a lot of small ball four, even, you know, uh, 
at a higher level of competition. Ultimately, he will probably need to, you know, prove that he can defend, you know, the three spot uh, at the pro level to play that because despite being a pretty good athlete, at least in the vertical sense, I would rate his lateral mobility as just average. So that's, you know, an area where, you know, at least in a pro perspective, uh, he will have to, you know, uh, prove, prove himself. But like I said, definitely looks like a player with a very promising future. I wouldn't necessarily NBA prospect, but certainly another yearly, yearly, yearly caliber coming from the uh, Real Madrid youth system. Like I said, they just, like I said, there just seems to be no, to, to be no end. You know, every player they, you know, that comes out of Real Madrid, you know, ends up being a very good very good pro player, whether it's for Real Madrid or another team, a secondary, but uh, Hugo Gonzalez, definitely a very bright future. Yeah. They must have some, some good water in the, uh, in the Academy uh, buildings there that they're, that they're given there, that they're given their, 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 their young players. And, you know, you think, so you would think that Nunez, this is a year for 2004 born uh, Juan Nunez to kind of uh, make the inroads um into the into the professional team and actually get playing time this year um i guess Alice, uh, Mark, uh, carlos allison uh, 2000 uh, 2000 born um you know you would imagine uh, i know he came he's coming back from acl injury um and then you think um oh god so and who's the next one so you then also have um um Elie Nandier. You know the big. You know, I imagine that they might, you know, have to soon decide what they're going to do with him. Um, but you figure Gonzalez, you know, maybe, you know, sniff around the, the team at the end of the year. Um, you know, sort of like last third of the season, um, and then and then you know maybe make his debut. You know, last third of the season, last quarter of the season, and then you know slowly start to make an inroads. You know, because it's and this is you know as long as Lasso's there, as long as uh, you know the people in charge sort of have that idea of of you know almost every year saying okay this is we need to we want to bring one guy in, um, you know this you know it would seem like he's you know he might be one of the next guys to to be there you know definitely not this year you know maybe you know uh, a little bit more next season. Uh, but but by two years, you would imagine that he would be, you know, should be in the ranks, especially because he's not necessarily, a, you know, um, you know, he could do, he could do the, you know, play out on the wing a little bit, and and you know, he'll 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 probably still be able to guard and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, exciting player that uh, I, I've really I been. Think, I think yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he you know makes his pro debut sooner than later because like I say, he's a very mature player. Yeah. Uh, and he plays bigger, so like I said, I I would not. Be I, th- I think I think injuries. I think injuries because last year obviously they were totally ravished by by injuries, and you had I think it was even that one game where there were four uh, teenagers that debuted uh, in that yearly against against yeah. Cisco Moscow. So if they have a bunch of injuries or you know whatever, you know then you could look at that. Um, but we'll see. Uh, by the way, uh, Martinez Ejoras. Um, was the uh, was the Shagir, was the Shagiris player uh, who went then on loan to Chalet um, and uh, and then actually went to uh, after that went to Ritas went to the uh, 
uh, is actually a Countess kid who then went to Rita's, which, um, you know, which is like, uh, you know, going to the dark side um, as far as that rival rivalry goes. Um, so, but Martinez Ecoras is the guy that I was, uh, that had been out on loan to Chalet um, going back to the, to finish off the, the Crivas uh, uh, conversation. Um, all right, Jason, why don't you, uh, why don't we finish up there? Uh, you're going to be in, um, you're going to be in Malaga. Uh, so I, I wish you uh, uh, a good time there. Enjoy the games there. I'm sure it'll be fun. Uh, I'm sure you'll have a good time there. Uh, you know, lots of talent. Um, and, uh, and um, you know, and, and I, I, I don't think this is a USA team that uh, compares to 2018, going back and looking at 2018, it's just crazy how, uh, how talented that, that team was. Um, and I don't think this team will necessarily stack up to it, but there's a lot of guys um, that we will see again um, in the uh, uh, in the NBA, you know, and the upper echelons of, of EuroLeague and, and whatnot, um, you know, basketball, cha- uh, basketball Champions League, uh, BCL Americas, uh, whatnot. Um, and uh, so, uh, so enjoy it. Jason, why don't you let everybody know then to close uh, where they can find you, read your words, et cetera. Okay, well, like I said, I will be tweeting from Malaga starting tomorrow uh, for the remainder of the uh, uh, Underworld Under-17 Championships. And you'll be able to read my articles uh, on Malaga, not just on Malaga, but uh, for other summer events on uh, the Pro Insight website, perspectiveinsight.com. All right. Fantastic. Enjoy. Um, and um, yeah, as mentioned before, this is uh, going to be a little bit, a little break uh, before we talk again. Uh, I am actually heading to heading out on vacation for a couple of weeks and am not taking my microphone. I will be taking my laptop, but I'm not taking, not even taking my microphone. So can't even record a show. Um, but, um, but we'll talk to you then after the world cup uh, where we have a, a new you know, just a new bunch of guys that we can talk about. Um, so um, we will talk to you then um, most like, well, well uh, in August. So uh, thanks. Thanks for, uh, thanks for the time. And uh, until, until August. Then. All right. All right. Uh, back on the uh, talking talent podcast with me from Serbia, hot Serbia uh, is uh, yeah, exactly. even Mitrovic uh, trying to, um, trying to get away from the heat uh, and, and, uh, and enjoying the day, uh, time of recording day off from the U17 World Cup. Even how you doing? You enjoying the under 17? Yeah, you said everything. Uh, I'm I'm doing good. Um, being a bit too hot here, but yeah, trying to follow U17 as much as possible. And that's basically how is, how my days will will look like in the next couple couple of other days. Yeah, it's 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 kind of weird watching this under 17 World Cup because usually I'm on on site. Which if you're on site trying to cover eight games in one day. Uh, yeah. you don't watch either game at, going on basically at the same time. So now I can actually, I have the screen and I have like a, a, a tablet next to me so I can actually, you know, and even like, you know, then it's YouTube, which in my opinion, I don't know how you are, but in my opinion, YouTube is the best platform to watch games. Because Absolutely. Of, because of the arrow five seconds, five seconds is perfect. You know, some platforms have 10 seconds. The German BBL has 20 seconds, which is, yeah, which is, which is tough. Lot. But, but uh, you know, that YouTube, you know, five seconds back, you know, it's boom and you could just check it out again. So anyhow, yeah. um, 
So uh, we're going to uh, we're going to jump in a couple of guys uh, that we saw. Uh, actually, one guy that we are seeing right now at the uh, Under Seventeen World Cup. Another guy that some people were kind of wondering who might show up. Um, yeah. And then uh, um, a third guy who uh, is in Germany, and and actually all three of the guys played at the uh, Adidas Next Generation tournament. Let's start with the guy who some people were kind of wondering might show up. Um, and that is 2006 born um, Basala Bagielko, um played for Mega at the Adidas Next Generation tournament, actually is uh, with Fuenlabrada in Spain. It's been there for two seasons and then jumped over to the uh, to the um, to the tournament, uh, to the um, the finals, the AGT finals um, yep. and was uh, named to the all tournament team. Some people thought he was the MVP. Um uh, and um, uh, 2006 born from Mali, and actually Mali have six guys 2006 born on this U17 team, which is 2005 generation, which means yeah. those six and a, and a 2007 guys. So those seven guys, no, I, th- I think it's actually seven. It's either six or seven 2006s plus this 2007. Those 2006s can play next year's under 19 world cup and the under 19 world cup in 2025. <laughs> so, uh, just, give yeah. you, just give you a relationship of, of actually how young these guys are. Um, so why don't you let us know what, what you have on uh, um, Basala Bagayaku. And I mean, I assume he's going back to phone the broad. I don't know if you have that. Uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm not sure about it, but I think he signed over there a long, long-term deal. Uh, but yeah, anyway, he, he is 2006 born. Uh, 208 centimeters tall, center power forward, big guy. Anyway, um, he was one of the youngest guys to make a debut in uh, Spanish uh, Liga Endesa or ACB, call it as you want. I uh, think he played eight games over there in last season, averaged around one point and, and around two rebounds per game. Uh, but played uh, ma- major role in EBA League in Spain, where he had a um, 12.6 points per game and 11.7 rebounds per game, and as you said, he came came to to Mega on a loan on a loan for the ANGT finals in Belgrade, and he was for sure one of three top guys in, in Mega. Uh, he managed to be a part of uh, all tournament team, uh, won the Rising Star award, uh, averaged 7.3 points per game and 12.3 rebounds per game. And as I've said, he was he was for sure one of the top top three guys uh, for for Mega, which which won the which won the the event. Uh, he has positional size with, with proper length and of course great athleticism. Uh, plays with a lot of energy with with high high level motor uh, and thanks to his athleticism, he he can do a lot of things on the court. He, he he moves incredibly well for his size, runs the floor well. He has very long step. Uh, he he is very light of his feet. Uh, can play above the rim, and and that's the first thing that that you, you see about him. Um, he is still raw in, in terms of his skill set, and of course his offensive game needs needs some polishing. But he's He's still 15 year uh, 15 years old, so it's 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 something that will develop in, in future. Uh, his decision making needs some improvement as well because he occasionally tries too much, which is obviously 
due to his lack of lack of experience because as i've said he's he's only 15 15 and a half uh, but other than that, he's he's decent finisher with his stronger head at the rim. Uh, he he tries to go for the dunks anytime as possible, and as I've said, he's really able to play above the rim. Uh, even though he is interior type of, of guy primary, he he started playing more time as a, as a floor stretcher, and and looks like he'll be able to do do it even more in future. Uh, of course, his shots needs to his shot needs to be more accurate and, and consistent. But his form is fine. His his footwork is solid, considering his his age and his size. Uh, and he, I think he'll be able to shoot the ball well, well uh, in future. Uh, plays well without the ball as well. He can convert assists into points, uh, rolls well after after ball screens. Uh, does good job uh, in open court. As I've said, he runs the floor really, really well, especially without the ball. Can then fast breaks and transitions with, with dunks and points. Uh, of course, he he's a great rebounder. He goes for for offensive rebounders, uh, offensive rebounds. Uh, goes for tippings and and really really does it with with a lot of energy. Uh, on the other side of the floor, he he's great rim protector at this level because of because of his already mentioned athleticism and of course size. Uh, he can contest shots. He can he can force shot changes, especially in the paint, but also on perimeter because he he has ability to switch switch at at youth levels. Uh, since he moves pretty well for his size on a perimeter, uh, I think I think he he'll be able to do it on on a higher level as well. In, in upcoming years, especially when he when he improves his positioning on the defensive end, because that's the thing that he needs to do better job at. But overall, he's really high energy type of guy who plays with tireless motor. He is raw, and and there is a lot of lot of things that he should polish and improve. <clears throat> but pardon, but but I think he has a huge upside, especially especially in scoring and of course if he if he develops his shot that will be another another thing that could be a major threat but with his athleticism uh energy level and, and ability to play on both ends i think he he really has a bright bright future ahead of him yeah i i, th- I think the the thing that most impressed me about uh um about him was that um that he was able to do all that, even though he had only been with the team, I think, uh, for a couple of days. Yeah, like two, three days. Yeah, I think the coach yeah. mentioned. And so I'm, and and that that, and he was young, two two years younger than than that. No. Um, yeah. Yeah, two years younger than than everybody else. Um, um, and uh, so so that's you know really probably the thing that uh, impressed me the most about him. Um, yep. Let's move on to. Um, uh, young German uh, Tobias Janssen. Uh, so uh, Bagiako will turn uh, t- t- will turn sixteen uh, in yeah. uh, early September. So uh, Tobias uh, Janssen uh, is uh, with Ulm. Uh, Razi from Ulm plays with their yeah. Orange Orange Academy um, and uh, played uh, with the um, uh, played with them at the ANGT. And where were they? They were in Varese. Varese, Varese, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, has has played 
three different levels in with with Ulm uh, played an NBBL, which is the under nineteen league. Uh, plays the played the Regional Liga, which is the fourth division, and then also played Pro B, which is the third division. Uh, that is one of the things about the Ulm organization. They do have a lot of outlets where they can play their uh, play their players and give them different exposure to different situations to then also give them different roles and see how they yeah. deal with, with those roles. Um, 2004 born generation. Um, and, uh, you know, that is one generation that really hasn't been able to play um, a, a youth tournament. Uh, and, uh, you know, last year he, last year it was the 2003 uh, generation the under yeah. 18 euro challengers um and uh you know obviously he's 2004 born so um uh, i'm not 100 sure but i think he is in the in the uh, uh the under uh, 18 uh training camp don't quote me on that but uh so why don't you let us know what you have on tobias uh jansen uh but actually actually he is now with uh, uh with the denmark national team on uh nordic cup and uh, he's playing pretty pretty well over there, but yeah, he he he's playing for the for the Ulm in Germany, and as you said, played basically for every possible competition over there, uh, with different roles as well. But he he gained a lot of a lot of minutes this this season. Uh, he was one of their top scorers in uh, in Varese with with fourteen point seven points per game. Uh, he's one ninety seven centimeters tall. Uh, which makes him pretty pretty solid solid size for a position w- which he plays and probably I guess he'll he'll go grow a few few centimeters more in the future. Uh, he's scoring first type of, of guard wing uh, can play with the ball in his hands and and is able to create positions for himself to score with it. But at the moment he relies mostly on on his uh, outside shot. He can shoot off the spot and off the move as well. Uh, he had some ups and downs with shooting percentages during the season, but shot, shot is his primary weapon for sure. Um, he has nice shooting form and, and fluid jumper. Can can set his feet quick for the for the shot, um, and he has solid solid mechanics. Um, thanks to his good shot, he forces hard closeouts and he is able to to attack them with with aggressive drives. Uh, which he forces mostly to his stronger right side, but also he he can go le- left side when needed. Uh, doesn't shy away from finishing through contact. He has pretty uh, not not fully developed body, but pretty pretty tough body. So he doesn't shy away from from finishing finishing uh, at the rim and absorbing absorb, absorbing contact as much as possible. Uh, as I've, as I've said, uh, he he can play with the ball in his hands, even though he's more of a secondary ball handler, uh, but he can run pick and rolls at this level when when he has, he has ball in his hands and and is able to create position for himself to to score out of those. Uh, Besides playing with the ball, he's also able to to play without the ball and especially on perimeter where he where he moves well when not, when doesn't have ball in his hands and is able to. To follow drives and 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 be ready to to shoot when the kickout pass pass comes. Uh, on this other side of the floor, he is pretty pretty good defender. Uh, can defend both primary and secondary ball handlers. Plays defense with with good energy. Uh, has pretty active hands. 
uh, on defensive side, and it helps him in, in stealing the balls, making making deflections, and and cutting passing lanes. <clears throat> Sorry. So overall, uh, he's pretty offensive offensively oriented player, but with his with his uh, positional size, with his soft touch, and 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 pretty solid range, I think he he can be he can be solid solid uh, uh, offensively oriented guard on on higher leveling in future. Yeah, they they have a couple of uh, interesting guys that Danish uh, under eight uh, under eighteen team. Um, you know, there's him. There's also um, uh, Andreas Holst, who we saw from from FC Barcelona. Um, they also have two guys right. at Central Bas uh, Central Madrid uh, Central Madrid. They're yeah. Johan Munch, Munch and uh, Anton Ossoft. Um, so you know, it's it's we had um, we had Jorgen uh, Lind on the show uh, on the podcast and the taking the charge podcast, uh, kind of talking about Danish basketball. You know, that's one of the things that Dane, the Danes are are doing are sending, you know, their talents away um, to get that higher higher basketball training. And you know, Jensen's yeah. been there for for a couple of years. Um, all right, so let's uh, move back to uh, move back back to uh, Serbia, and uh, the guy that we know uh, that we're watching kind of right now, and that is Ogjan Stankovic uh, with the Serbian team at the Under Seventeen World Cup, two thousand five, born uh, with Partizan, and it was with Partizan that we saw him at the uh, ANGT um, in, in in Belgrade, obviously, um, yeah. and uh, playing in the. Uh, Let's see, uh, JLS, right? So that's that's the under nineteen league, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and and that was the only uh, obviously played uh, the the ABBA under nineteen, but that, he didn't get any time with any of the other teams, just the under nineteen team. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think he got some minutes with under seventeen, but I guess only in, uh, like highly important games. But okay. I'm not sure on that. I was not sure. Okay, um, and then obviously he was one of the main leaders uh, of the team last year, the Serbian national team. Uh, that won their European Challenger to get to the Under 17 World Cup. Uh, so one and and uh, and Stankovic was also at the Under at the um, Basketball Without Borders European Camp, um, beginning of uh, beginning of June. Uh, so why don't you let us know what you have on Ogden Stankovic? Yeah, he he's pretty well known name so far. I mean, as you said, he played last year Under 16, where he was one of the one of the best players at the Novisa Challenger. Now he's playing. Uh, now he's playing with uh, Serbia national team at World Cup, uh, and he was he was for sure one of the the team leaders of Partizan at February NGT. Even though Partizan finished up last and didn't really perform, he he had pretty solid tournament with fourteen points per game, four point three rebounds per game, and three point five assists per game. Uh, he's above average size guard. Uh, he's 197 centimeters tall, just like uh, Jensen. But I think Stankovic will will grow up even more, even more in coming years, uh, due to to pretty well well size. He lacks of explosiveness, of course, and and lacks of bur burst in, in his game. Uh, at the moment, he spends most of the time in partisan as a primary ball handler, uh, and uh, and a creator creator at this level. But I think. In future, he'll be he'll be playing more as a, as a secondary ball handler rather than the, rather than the primary ball handler on, on higher level. Yeah, but he 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 has he is creative with the ball in his hands. He 
he he he is pretty pretty secure and solid solid ball handler uh good driver to the hoop can create advantage when when drive driving from perimeter or or when when uh, when attacking closeouts as i've said he's pretty solid ball handler especially when when goes to his right side uh, he can finish a trim thanks to his his size and especially thanks to his good body control uh, usually he tries to avoid contact and because his body still lacks of strength but he he has pretty as i've said good body control and he can avoid contact in the paint and he he is able to finish over defenders uh with his right hand his left hand needs some left hand finishing needs some improvement uh but when playing on perimeter he he runs a lot of pick and rolls at the moment he is pretty good pick and roll attacker at, at youth levels uh is able to create position for himself but also for others uh he's solid shooter for mid-range but i think he needs to upgrade his his long grade shooting for higher level uh lacks lacks some fluidity in his jumper and of course lacks of consistency when, when shooting when shooting for a three-point range and 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 from a, a long range uh two two pointers uh since he's by far the the best player in his team he doesn't always talking about his club uh he doesn't always play play defense with with highest possible energy uh there there were cases when he was basically saving saving energy for offense in defense um he mostly defends secondary ball handlers and even some 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 smaller wings because he is pretty well sized as I, as i mentioned uh he lacks of aggressiveness but he is able to stay in front in front of players uh thanks to his long arms he can force force turnovers and even he he can make some make some steals from ball handlers but he is pretty offensively offensively oriented guy just like uh a guy i spoke uh, before jensen uh stankovic stankovic is putting more effort on 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 offensive end than than defense but overall uh he is for sure at the moment uh pro one one of the one of the top top youth guys in partisan him and and, and mikic also 2005 born who is at uh, uh world cup at the moment so they're let's say their biggest uh, long-term pro prospects and and projects uh but i like i like uh the way he he's playing with the ball with with uh with his size and ability to create with with the ball in his hands to not for not only for himself but also for others and i like his ba basketball iq and some versatility on, on offensive end but i think he needs to upgrade his his jumper for 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 higher level in order to be even even more productive when when it, it comes to playing uh with, with older guys and i think he he will probably get get some minutes with with partisan uh, b team in uh, dunav in 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 serbian kls league as 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 you mentioned he was by far their their best player the best player in under 19 competition so i assume that will be the the next step for first time coach yeah i mean that's kind of you know the natural progression to you know yeah. uh, slowly but surely get these guys you know, moving through the system in order to, you know, uh, you know, see what you have and, uh, in them. So, um, yeah. All right. Exactly. 
fantastic stuff. Uh, even once you let everybody know where they can find you, read your words, etc. Uh, Balkan Prospects on Instagram and, and Twitter and BalkanProspects.com is our website. So yeah, that's it. That's where, where we at. And uh, do you care for prediction now? You've seen, uh, I don't know, you probably, I don't know, you haven't seen everybody, but probably at least watch parts of the uh, big, the big three. Uh, care for a prediction or, or maybe, you know, let's say why you think Americans will lose or whatever. Uh, I think, I think it, it's, it's too early for, for predictions. We only basically teams played only twice, but I don't know if America is going to lose, honestly, but it will be it will be tough, I guess, from 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 quarterfinals to semifinals for them. Depends on who who they play against, and there is a lot of quality in this. I mean, obviously, it's a World Cup, but uh, Canada is pretty good. Fran- French has a low, loaded team, so though, for me, those are top top three candidates for the gold. But I always somehow give give it to the USA. Yeah, they've never lost, you know, and I think that, that's one of the reasons. I, yeah, I think their average winning margin is something like forty-two points or something like that. I don't have the number on the. I've written it, but I don't have yeah. it on the top of my head. And you know, they've had two games that were decided by ten points or fewer. That's it, you know, and yeah. uh, you know, and 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 so, it's a it's a team that gets better because they don't really know each other. This team is a little bit a little bit on the shakier side um, just because they only have four guys back from the under 16. Um, yeah. And so you have eight guys that, you know, had never played um, a FIBA competition and, um, and, you know, people look at those games, uh, Lithuania, the friendlies of Lithuania and Spain, and everybody said, Oh my God, you know, end of the USA, but you know, it's their first no. game training, training camp two weeks. And, you know, um, you, the, yeah. whoever wins is going to have to have ball handlers who, you know, can handle the pressure because, you know, they just relentless and it's stifling and, you know, it just suffocates you. And, um, yeah. and that's the, and that's the thing. If you, if, if you can handle their pressure, then you have a chance, then you still have to hope that they don't hit threes, for example, that they have a really bad three point shooting night or that, and that you can hit your shots, you know? So, yeah, but a lot of things need, need to click in order for, for them to, for them to lose. To lose. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot, they a lot of things miss. have to click yeah. in order for them to lose. Not, not necessarily, yeah. you know, not necessarily the other way around because uh, to me, it seems like they're, they'll be the ones who lose. Not, not necessarily you win. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, if, if they play their game, like you, you don't have much chances. I mean, none of the teams have much chances. So, if if they cannot shoot at night or they don't play with the full energy or other team has the best shooting night of of, of the year or whatever so that, that that's how those things should click in order for for the for the USA team to lose because the talent level is is of course above others and the athleticism level and a level of of their body strength and Okay, they 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 don't know each other that well probably because they they just I don't know how how many time they spend together maybe with this with this competition not more than three weeks, but that, that's why this 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 system maybe fits them well. They have like a group stage to basically uh, warm up and then exactly. and then exactly. to 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 play the best when when it's 
the most needed. So and they and they yeah. really have a warm up group. You know, you look at Lebanon, yeah. Slovenia, and Mali. It's yeah, like, no, it. Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't be a big problem for them. I'm sure. Yeah. All right, yeah. even thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the uh, enjoy the tournaments. Stay cool. Um, and um, usually I would say we'll talk in two weeks, but I'm not actually sure. Um, I'm actually taking a vacation, and I am actually shutting down the uh, the podcast uh, for those uh, for that time away. Um, and yeah. I, I don't remember. Did I say that you we have? Do we have a show before? Uh, no, actually, I don't think we do. Do we? No, I think this this is the last one of the season one season for us yeah. <laughs> i don't know if you want to call it season one but <laughs> yeah <laughs> sounds yeah. good sounds good to me yeah season one <laughs> yeah all right even thanks a lot appreciate it and uh we'll Thank talk you. to you we'll talk to you soon for sure for sure yeah